This is a Bible teaching podcast from www.lumen.org.uk. That's L U M I N.org.uk. The presenter is Jeff Lumley. Hello. Welcome to another Walking the Talking episode. This time I'm walking around in the countryside completely naked, but more of that later. For a long time, I've been so troubled in a way, not troubled, that's that's too strong a word, but the idea that we are clothed and robed with Christ uh, has never satisfied me which may seem seem strange, but... And this idea goes all the way through the Bible. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 3. And the very first time someone is clothed is when Adam and Eve stand before God and God clothes them. Now, I've said this many times before, but that was such a necessary thing to do. How did God clothe them? He clothed them in the skins of animals. Where do you get the skins of animals from in a world in which there is no death? And the answer is you institute death. You bring death into the world. And Adam's sin brought death into the world. And initially, in order to spare Adam's life, for in the day that you eat it, you shall surely die. God sacrificed animals, probably because of how we know the story pans out. It would have been sheep and goats sacrificed so that their skins could clothe Adam and Eve and they could stand before God. Were their clothes put on for their benefit? or for God's benefit, or possibly even for the serpent's benefit? And the answer has to be all three. You see, God cannot look on sin, and by clothing them in animals that have been sacrificed as a picture and a preparation for what would come, i.e. the sacrifice of Jesus, he was able to look at them. They were able to stand before God because they had perceived that they were naked. That is, in a sense, that they were sinful, that they were shameful, that they had something to hide from God. And that was hidden in these clothes. And they were able to stand before God. And actually, the serpent for whom I have no sympathy hissed like mad because he thought they would be killed and destroyed, but God had a bigger plan. And the Bible takes that theme up of atonement, sacrificial atonement, that there is a sacrifice in the Old Testament that atones for sin as it points towards the ultimate sacrifice and the ultimate atonement, which was the sacrifice of Jesus that atones for our sins at one. Atone is spelt at one. And indeed, I believe it's an old Saxon word or an old British word, an old English word, which really does just mean made at one with. 
because of the sacrifice, we are able to be made at one with God. Our sins are atoned for, is the way we now say it. That sounds great. But as I say, it never really satisfied. Because whenever I was sort of coming before God and confessing sin and getting the picture of, I will robe you in Christ, I would think, but I know I'm still sinful underneath. It hasn't made any difference. You just covered up that sin. It's, it's not made me sinless. And for many years, although it never sort of desperately bothered me, it was always a sense of somehow being dissatisfied with being robed in Christ because it was just a cover-up. It wasn't really a change of who I was. I felt. So here I am, walking along, completely naked. Except actually it's a cold, misty, freezing, foggy January afternoon. And so I've covered my nakedness with many layers so that I don't freeze. And at some point last year, I had this thought. When I'm walking along in the street, dressed as I am, on any particular day, do I try to avoid people? Because really those clothes are only covering up the nakedness I know is already there. And the answer is no. I am completely confident to walk around because I know I'm no longer naked. The clothes have made a difference. So when I said to you at the beginning, I'm walking around naked, I was actually wrong because the clothes have made a difference. And however much I might know what my naked body looks like, no one else gets to see it. The clothes cover me up. Now, I'm not a fashionista, but if I were, people would look at me and they, and they might say, there goes a man dressed in Armani, or there goes a man dressed in Primark. Well, I don't think anyone notices what I'm wearing particularly. But they just don't notice my naked body or even think about it. Because my clothes cover it up. And when I began to, it began to dawn on me that I don't think about my nakedness when I'm wearing clothes. No one else thinks about my nakedness when I'm wearing clothes. I don't think about anyone else's nakedness when they're wearing clothes. Suddenly I began to get the understanding of what being robed in Christ is all about. Because my nakedness is covered. Adam and Eve's nakedness was covered and they were able to stand before God no longer ashamed because of their nakedness. Their sin was covered, dealt with, atoned for by God. So to be robed in Christ is to have that nakedness covered 
so that we no longer stand ashamed before God, but we are freed of shame and made right, made as one, made holy in the eyes of God. And therefore, in our eyes, that should be the case. And so the picture is not one of, I know I'm still naked, so I don't see the point. It's one of, this is what I look like to God. Look in the mirror and see yourself robed in Christ. Because that's how you look at yourself when you put on your clothes. You make sure your tie is straight or you make sure your t-shirt is not crumpled. You look at yourself and you look at how the clothes look on you. You don't look at how you are beneath them. And that is the picture of what it means to be robed in Christ. So as I walk around today, I'm actually covered in t-shirts and a sweater and um, a body warmer. And on top of that, um, a big coat. I'm wearing what I need to for the conditions and I'm no longer naked. I'm wearing the robes of Christ and I am no longer sinful in the eyes of God and therefore should not be in my eyes either. Thank you for listening. Chose us before time began And the words spoke the world into life Took away our own minds Our sinful eyes cleaned And led us from darkness to light Take away our desires, Lord And clothe us in you The compassionate hearts Patient and true Hope through your grace And your name on our souls we're born through faith in you Here we are, you loved us before our first breath And death won't tear us apart No nation, no power, no height and no depth Can separate us from your heart Lord, and clothe us in you with compassionate hearts, patient and true. Hope through your grace and your name on our souls, reborn through faith in you. Baptize us, rebirth us, clothe us in Christ. Baptize us, rebirth us. Fill us with life Baptize us Rebirth us Clothe us in Christ Baptize us Rebirth us Fill us with life Take away our desires, Lord And clothe us in you With compassionate hearts Patient and true Hope through your grace and your name on our souls, reborn through faith in you.
This track was written and performed by George Bryan for the 2011 Twyford Fellowship Group Weekend, the cover-up.